When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on ESPN Plus. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells hanging out with you. We are halfway through. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at Mike Wells NFL. You can also join the conversation on the CC call in line at one triple eight. Say ESPN. We have been taking your calls on your reaction to the news that Baker Mayfield is now a Carolina Panther. It finally got done. The Panthers are paying $4.85 million for Baker. They got him on the cheap because the Browns are picking up the rest. They're picking up $10.5 million of Baker's salary this year. The Browns will also get a 2024 conditional late-round draft pick. It will end up being a fourth or fifth-round draft pick in return for trading away Baker Mayfield. To unpack what has happened here, the news that we have been all waiting for for, frankly, months, let's bring in host of the show, Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin Right here on ESPN Radio. He is hosting Greeny this week. If you miss him, check him out 10 a.m. to noon Eastern every day on ESPN Radio. Carlin, thanks for joining us. Our long national nightmare is over. It is. It is. I mean, we finally know, right? Why now? Are you surprised at the timing of this, that this comes before we know how long Deshaun is going to be suspended for? No, because they were done. They were done with Baker. They were moving on from Baker. I'm not going to be surprised if the Cleveland Browns go and inquire about Jimmy Garoppolo and how that plays out. And especially if Garoppolo gets released, I could definitely see the Browns picking him up. Because, listen, as much as they like Jacoby Brissett and he's a nice backup to have and he can win some games for you, can they win this season without Jacoby with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback all year? I don't think uh, so. Chris, uh, I, I I had two seasons with him as a starter in Indianapolis, and the answer is no. So I yeah. just knocked that out right away. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Mike. Know. I mean, it, it's to me, it's he's the weather the storm for a few weeks kind of guy. He's he's that guy. He's not um, go try to make it through the season. And I I don't think Deshaun Watson's playing this year. I really don't. And the Browns can't throw away this year, so. As much as that's the case, they still were never going to bring Baker Mayfield back, and he didn't want to go back. That relationship was broken, and now it's on to something else. I'm, I'm glad that it happened now and not later because I think it gives him a little bit more of a chance with Carolina to be successful. You know, Chris, I just laugh at uh, people who tweet at me and say Jacoby will do just fine as as the fill-in for the uh, Cleveland Browns. I'm like, just look at his track record with the Colts. So what it, look what he did when uh, Tua Tungabaila was last out last year in Miami. Let's fast. Let's move ahead. Put Baker in a Carolina uniform. Um, does that? What does it take for Baker in your eyes to say to win over this locker room and then to also get back to being the guy that led the, the uh, Browns to an 11-5 record two seasons ago? I'm gonna surprise you a little bit. Baker's gonna play well this year. I really believe that. I think he's got a chance to do something. It was a bad situation in Cleveland that just got worse and worse by the year. 
but I still believe he has ability. And the whole question is going to be, are you going to wake up and realize this is your career and more importantly, just shut up and go play? This is it. This is your last opportunity to prove that you're worthy of a long-term contract and that you're somebody that can be trusted to be the franchise quarterback of a team. And I honestly think that he will go back out there this year, play well, and and this is nuts, but I'm going to say it anyway. He'll be in the mix for comeback player of the year. Ooh. Wow. He'll be in the mix for comeback player of the year. I, I think that highly of his ability to play well in Carolina. You have Shannon Penn pumping his fist in studio right now. Because Shannon Penn loves himself the hot takes. And Chris Carlin <laughs> just gave us one host of this show. Chris Carlin, Candy, and Carlin right here on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells. We have been filling in for the guys while Carlin and Candy hold it down on Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Uh, so you're obviously a Baker Mayfield guy. You believe he can be 2020 Baker Mayfield again. Were you surprised, though, from the Carolina perspective? Because they did draft a quarterback and Matt Corral. Were you surprised that they still remained interested in Baker this whole time? No, because, listen, nobody knows when a guy's going to be ready, you know, and and it's hard to tell even through um, the OTAs what he's going to be. Uh, I don't think Corral is somebody that's going to walk in the door and start right away, and I don't think the Panthers would have made this move if they felt like he was. So uh, he's, you know, a guy that was taken – what, second, third round, third round, I think, and and somebody that um, has a chance, but in a weak quarterback draft, that's how far down he was taken. So I, I'm expecting Baker to be the starter for the Panthers this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Corral's the, the third guy or, you know, listen, they're, pay, they're paying Sam Darnold $20 million this year. That's that's rough. That, that, that is, you know, you think about them – When they made the trade and then picked up the fifth-year option, they now have two of the top five quarterbacks from that draft that were in the top five picks, I should say. And Darnold can't play. He's it just is so clear. And and now you have Baker, who's got an opportunity to try to save the year. I mean, two years ago, thirty-five hundred yards, twenty-six touchdowns, eight picks. You know, and, and won a playoff game. Now he was handed a bunch of turnovers in the playoff game, but. I still believe that there is something in there. Not going to be a superstar, but still could prove that he can be a franchise quarterback. All right, so Chris, since since, uh, the NFL is already boxing up and putting that comeback player year award in a box and shipping (laughs) it to Charlotte right now uh, and giving it for Baker Mayfield before training camp starts, you just alluded to obviously Sam Darnold clearly is not the guy. What do the Panthers do with him? Do they even make it a competition? Do they cut cut ties with him? Do they try to trade him? What in the world um, do they do with Sam now? It's twenty million, man. They're they're on the hook, you know. I I, I think at the very least, or whatever it is, eighteen point nine or something like that. At the very least, you are sitting there and keeping him as the backup. You you're going to cut him and have that number sitting on your cap all season long when you at least have a guy that has plenty of uh, history as a starter in the league and is not completely lost. You'd rather have that as your backup, right? There's not a whole lot of pressure 
in Carolina to begin with this year because nobody thinks they're winning because they're probably not. But at this point, I don't know that there's a, a real reason to cut Darnold unless you want to get Corral in there, you know, midway through the season. I, and I, even then, do you want, given Baker's injury history, do you want Matt Corral to be the backup when he's barely played? Yeah, no, you need a viable backup yeah. uh, because of that injury history. And you can pay your backup Garland $20 million, I guess, when you're only playing your starter four, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Roughly. I mean, they get, they did get Baker on the cheap here. Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin right here on ESPN Radio. Again, he is hosting Greeny this week. If you miss Carlin, hey, thanks for stopping by, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> Coming up next, how much of an upgrade would Baker be over Sam Darnold? We will get into that. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The best thing for Baker Mayfield is to find a landing spot where he can go out there and showcase what he can do. The trade has happened. Baker Mayfield has been moved by the Cleveland Browns. To the Panthers in exchange for a conditional draft hit. He had us believing that Odell Beckham was barbecue chicken. Ride with me on this one. We're in the time machine. We're going back to 2018. And I had told you that the guy drafted number one and the guy drafted number three were going to end up on the same roster one day. A long national nightmare is over in the NFL. It is the news of the day. Baker Mayfield is no longer a Cleveland Brown. He is a Carolina Panther. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells with us. You can follow us on Twitter at Amber W Sports at Mike Wells NFL. So how did all of this come to fruition? We had been waiting on this news for a long time. We know at some point Baker Mayfield was going to get traded or cut, I suppose, but he was no longer going to be a Cleveland Brown at some point here. Carolina had been interested from the get with Baker Mayfield. They ended up getting their guy, but they were certainly patient in the process. But the news did come down today. So here's Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider. He was on NFL Live earlier. He explained how this deal came to fruition. Deal between these two teams came close to happening a couple of weeks back, and talks never really evaporated. The two sides stayed in contact, and Carolina remained as really the best and lone hope for Baker Mayfield, where he would wind up, where he would be traded. And so in return, the Cleveland Browns get back a conditional 2024 fifth-round draft pick that could go up to a fourth-round draft pick based on playtime here. Obviously, the Browns will pay $10.5 million 
of Baker Mayfield's $18.85 million salary for this season. The Carolina Panthers are paying $4.85 million of Baker's salary, and Baker is giving back some money that he can earn in incentives. But now the Carolina Panthers have Baker Mayfield, and they have Sam Darnold, and they are planning to have a quarterback competition this summer. Best quarterback wins, but clearly they've been interested in Baker all along, and you'd have to think that he will have a good shot of starting on opening day. And if he does start on opening day, it will be Carolina versus Cleveland. Baker will certainly have a lot to play for on opening day. One thing we haven't talked about, Mike Wells, and if you miss any of the show, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. But one of the things that we haven't talked about when it comes to this Baker Mayfield trade is what Adam Schefter just said there, where Mayfield agreed to to convert the remainder of his $18.8 million salary into incentives to facilitate the deal. The deal is still pending the physical, but what it means basically is that Baker helped this deal move along. Now he can earn the money back based on team performance, according to a source, but right now he helped facilitate this deal. He was owed 18.8 this season. The Browns pick up 10 and a half. The Panthers pick up 4.85. I'm not good at math, but that doesn't equal 18.8. So it seems like Baker decided at least for the time being to sort of give back quite a bit of money in order to be on the move. Baker obviously wanted this deal to get done. Yeah. And, and you, and you know, you made a mention about how he, he can get some of it back through incentives. What that says is Baker is banking. A, he wants a, he, he clearly wanted out of Cleveland and B, he has confidence that he can get that money back through performances of the Panthers and by him individually. So, listen, again, that goes along the lines of what we've been talking about the entire show. Baker is a very confident person and believes in himself. The problem is his confidence has rubbed some people wrong in the wrong way. I'm the most thing, the biggest thing I took away from what Adam Schefter was talking about is that they're going to go into training camp and have this as a quarterback competition. It Why? seems like. Right. It seems like it will be a competition between him and Sam Darnold. And maybe Matt Corral, I don't, it's hard to believe Matt Corral will really be part of the competition with the, with the experience of Sam Darnold and both Baker Mayfield. Maybe they said, okay, you know, four, four plus million and a fourth or fifth round draft pick is worth to kind of put this, you know, put Sam Darnold, put the heat underneath Sam Darnold's behind and, uh, Try to make him a little more competitive, but you, have, I would, I'm, I'm going under the pressure that it's going to be Baker Mayfield facing his former team in Week One, and can you imagine what Baker, Baker, what Baker would be like in that post game press conference if he goes out and puts on a show? That will be must see TV in the post game news conference because then I would want him to let his arrogance really show out and go off on the Browns, especially since he'll likely be beating Jacoby Brissett in Week One. Now, Sam Darnold, obviously more familiar there with the inner workings of the Panthers and and with the playbook. Now, they get this deal done before training camp so that Baker has some time to assimilate himself to those things with the Panthers. I'm sure that that's why the Panthers were pressuring the Browns to move now on this deal. But Sam Darnold's the one earning the real money this season, right? I mean, he earns almost $19 million this season. Whereas Baker Mayfield, they're only paying, Carolina's only paying him just under $5 million. It's strange to have the $19 million guy as your backup, but that might be the situation that we see. I just don't know if we're going to see it 
day one. Are they going to be able to figure out that Baker's the better quarterback in training camp and they're going to be comfortable making that move? Or are they going to start the season with Sam Darnold at the helm? Well, Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst, he was on NFL Live earlier as well. He thinks that it might not be Baker who gets the start. I'm following the money on this one. They guaranteed Sam Darnold $18.8 million with the fifth-year option. He's going to be the starting quarterback. I know it's going to be the, the competition. They always say competition, but it, they got a great deal on, on Baker, $5 million bucks. The Browns are eating 10 of it. So, again, I think that this will be a competition, but it's probably in Baker's best interest. New change of scenery. You get to a new organization. Yeah, it'll be, or it'll be a competition, but I don't really think it'll be a competition. I think Sam Darnold is a starting quarterback. He's going to go into training camp as the quarterback for this football team. I, I'm not saying that Rob is wrong because I do think that he has a good point when you follow the money. Again, it would be really unusual to have the $19 million guy sitting on your bench while the $5 million guy, from your perspective anyways, uh, since you're only paying him, the five is out there as the starter. But if I'm Carolina, I'm going with whomever is the best quarterback. Mike, I'm not worrying in this situation about about who I'm paying more money to. Yeah, who who care who cares about the money? No matter if you're paying a guy, you know, fifty million or whatever. If, if he stinks, you got to do what's best for the franchise and, and put yourself in a position to to win. I think if Baker's going to be the week one starter, he's going to have to step in right away, and he's going to have to put on a show in training camp. Whatever playing time he gets in the preseason, he's got to step up to the plate and ha- handle his business. If I'm Baker, I'm calling my skill position players right now. Hey. I got a little bit of change in my pocket. I'm going to fly you guys wherever you come to where I'm at, or I'll fly to where you're at. Let's get some workouts in. Let's get things going because he he is playing catch-up to Sam Darnold in his offense. No OTAs, no offseason workouts, no mini camps. So Baker needs to speed it up a little bit if he expects to be able to come in and supplant um, Sam Darnold right away as the starting quarterback in Carolina. That's why I'd be surprised, I think, if we see it week one, frankly. Even though we want to see it week one because of that matchup in week one, uh, Sam's just had so much more time already than Baker to get there. But we'll see how that situation plays out. We are in the midst of two-a-days here on ESPN Radio where we break down two teams for you every day as we head towards NFL training camp. The New York Jets are up. Have they put enough weapons around Zach Wilson? Is he ready for that next step in his career? We will get into that. This is Canty and Garland on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days. An in-depth preview of every team in the National Football League. Two teams every day as we storm towards training camp. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. The New York Jets. With the fourth pick, the New York Jets select 
Sauce Gardner. They did so well, like, I didn't know how to react because I'm used to writing positive things about the Jets. They're getting such universal praise around the league for their draft. With the 10th pick, the New York Jets select Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, I thought, was one of the top receivers in this class. Maybe the top one. For Zach, really, it's just to continue to progress. He doesn't need to be Tom Brady this year. Now, if he ends up being that, that's awesome. But that's not the expectation for him. The expectation is for him to continue to climb that mountain. I can't wait to see him week one and see what he can do because he's in a different place than he was last year. We are in the midst of our two days here on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells hanging out with you here on Canty and Carlin. And it is the New York Jets who are up right now. So let's do this thing, Mike Wells. Let's get into some SWAT. That is strength, weakness, opportunity, and threats. Let's start with your biggest strength for the New York Jets as we head towards the 2022-23 campaign. Man, I I was torn right now, um, Amber, on the strengths and opportunity. So I'm going to divide them up between the two. I'm going to say their biggest strength is their head coach, Robert Sala. I like the direction that he is leading this Jets franchise. I believe his personality and his style, what he brought from San Francisco when he was a defensive coordinator, is a, a matter of professionalism inside that Jets organization. I think we can all agree professionalism is something that um, the New York Jets have not always had. And I believe he's going to he is starting to trickle down and you're going to see it out of Zach Wilson at the quarterback spot in his second year um, leading the way for the Jets. I was me, third year. I believe the opportunity is going to be there. If, if everybody follows, if everybody follows Robert Sala's lead, the Jets are going to be in good hands. I'm not saying they're going to be in position to challenge New England or the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East, but they're going to start turning the corner and start heading in the right direction. Forgot about the Miami Dolphins. My Miami Dolphins. How dare you? <laughs> who, uh, who are they? I will. I will. How dare you? I will say in terms of talent that twofold. First, they have. Or in, for, in terms of strength, I'm sorry. First, uh, talent. So that's exactly where I'm going with this. It might be shocking, Mike Wells, to say that the Jets have talent. They might have the most talent on that team that they've had since 2009, 2010. I mean, it's been over a decade, potentially, because of the moves, and they have been active this offseason. They've bolstered the roster on both sides of the ball, both through the draft and in free agency. They've got a stronger O-line. They have experienced additions at tight end. They've got a talented receiver room. Also, I think a big strength for them is that they have the best nickname in sports in Sauce, right? Sauce Gardner. I think that's a dope (laughs) nickname. He's going to be saucy this season, we hope. Anyways, if you're a New York Jets fan, I suppose. Uh, They've got a new stud in the backfield, and Wilson actually has playmakers around him. So I would say on paper... The fact that the roster has gotten a huge upgrade in terms of talent is a strength for this New York Jets team. Let's talk about the biggest weakness for this team, Mike Wells. And, it, and I'm, I'm likely nitpicking on this one, uh, but I'm going to say as much of the roster changes and upgrades they made, I feel like the linebacker position for the Jets is going to be their weak link, especially if C.J. Mosley can't get back to where he was several years ago. Um I had to look and see who the other potential starting linebackers would be with the Jets. So if I had to point one out, 
one area where there's probably concern, I'm going to say at the linebacker position, and I can't believe that I'm not breaking down the entire roster at weak links for the Jets. That goes back to what you just said as far as the talent that they've added to the roster to upgrade and put around Jack, Zach Wilson at quarterback. So nitpicking here, I'm going to say linebacker. I don't know if any of that talent's going to pan out. <laughs> I just know it's talented, right? Like this Jets team is actually kind of talented. It, I feel uncomfortable saying it. It feels strange saying that, Mike Wells, but that's the truth of it. Their weakness, though, to me, I also feel like comes on the defensive side. I mean, that run defense, I just think could be really ugly for the Jets. They still struggle with the run defensively. They give up, you know, four and a half yards per carry this past season. That D-line would have to improve so much, would have to take such an unbelievable leap for that defense to even be considered good that it's hard to imagine that they're going to be able to get there. So I would say their run defense is what concerns me. Also, the schedule is a weakness for them. That schedule is rough. It, it, they, they start the slate against the AFC North, and they've got some difficult division games as well. So that schedule is a bit rough. Let's talk about opportunities, though, for this New York Jets team. Make the Jets fan feel a little bit better coming off of weaknesses. What is the opportunities here for this Jets team? That this youthful roster grows up a lot quicker than everybody expects. Zach Wilson takes another step forward. The dirt, the first, you know, the top 10 picks that he took in, and our man Saucy Sauce Gardner, he comes out and becomes a lockdown cornerback right away. Then you have that target in Garrett Wilson for um, Zach Wilson to be able to throw the ball to. So the young kids grow up a lot quicker. And then on the free agent side, the free agents they, they brought in, I mean, they get in Tevin Campbell, who is a good third down back to help out. Lakin Tolson, uh, Tomlinson on the offensive line. Here's a low-key pickup that I love the Jet, Jets made. They brought, they brought in veteran Joe Flacco to be a mentor for Zach Wilson. So the opportunity is if the roster grows up a lot quicker than what people expect, you're looking at a team that maybe probably sneak out two or three more victories than what people think they were projected to have going into week one next season. So little A, hey, let the young kids go up and be turning the adults pretty quick for the Jets, and they have an opp- a bright future ahead of them. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces here who have an opportunity for this team, uh, most notably Zach Wilson. I mean, I think he's got a big opportunity here to show us that arm talent that did make him that second overall pick in the draft. And and that's what we're looking for with such a young quarterback is to take that next step. He doesn't need to win the Super Bowl this year, but we just need to see that improvement and we need to see that he actually can be that quarterback of the future for the New York Jets. Elijah Moore has an opportunity for a big season to get in the groove there. Defensively, Quinnen Williams, if he can return back to that 2020 form, that would be a big opportunity there as well. So several areas for room for improvement and big opportunities that could really work out for the New York Jets this season. Let's talk about the biggest threats, though, to this New York Jets team. What? Who do you have, Mike? I'm going with I'm going with Zach Wilson. He doesn't he doesn't take advantage of what he has around him. There's no excuse for Zach Wilson not to be able to put up better numbers to improve on the nine touchdowns that he had last season, to de- decrease the 11 interceptions that he has, the 44 sacks that he that he uh, endured there. There's zero reason for Zach Wilson not to take another step. If he does, if he can't produce, that's going to set off a lot of alarming, a lot of alarms in the um, in the New York area because they're going to say maybe they're going to be on the hunt once again at the quarterback spot, especially after going from Sam Darnold at number three to Zach Wilson at number two in the draft. Maybe they might be snake snake bitten if Zach Wilson can't take advantage of what he has in front of him. 
Yeah, Zach Wilson, I think, is the obvious here if he looks as lost as he did at times as a rookie. But I think I'll stick here with the defense because despite having some of those in talent improvements that we had discussed here, I think the concern would be if the middle of the field leaks, you know, and, and they can't stop anybody in that in that run D still looks terrible. That would be a huge concern, I think, for the New York Jets. So there you have it. But there's still more Jets conversation to unfold. So let's go ahead and do that coming up next. What does Zach Wilson need to do to take that next step in his career? This is Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days. An in-depth preview of every team in the National Football League. Two teams every day as we storm towards training camp. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Maybe not everybody in Carolina is happy that Baker Mayfield is now a Carolina Panther. Now, there's been the rumors, Mike Wells, for months that Carolina would be interested in acquiring Baker Mayfield. They get that deal done today. But months ago, back in April, when the rumors were a-flying, Robbie Anderson tweeted out, no, when it comes to Baker Mayfield potentially joining his team. Well, now, of course, that tweet has gone viral once again because <laughs> Baker Mayfield did, in fact, join his team. Uh, his team did just trade for Baker Mayfield. Now, Robbie Anderson has come out. He's saying that he doesn't have an issue with Baker Mayfield. He's saying, you know, I said what I said, but he did clarify at a June press conference where he said, that was just me thinking out loud my thoughts. I was just trying to be a good teammate to my quarterback in reference to Stam Darnold. That's it. Just trying to defend the guy who is my quarterback. In a sense, you know what I'm saying. What do you make of this? That's one of those, uh, did I really tweet that? What was I thinking? Think twice before you tweet because we all know, as, as my kids like to say about text messages when they try to catch me in a lie, there's always receipts, Amber. Somebody's always taking that screenshot and having it out there. If I'm Robbie Anderson, my first um, my first message should have been to Baker Mayfield. Hey, bro, remember that tweet that uh, I put out there about no, no, no? It wasn't, you know, it wasn't nothing personal, but I had to stick by my guy, Sam Darnold. Now that you're here, let me buy you a gigantic steak dinner and we'll just clear the hatches because I'm going to need you to throw me the damn ball, as Keyshawn Johnson used to say back in the day. So, I, social media, it bites you in the butt a lot these days. That's what happens, Amber. It, it, it comes a calling, uh, social media. So, you got to be careful what you say out there, of course. Now, what's interesting about this is that Anderson actually had his best season when Darnold wasn't his quarterback. Now, they go all the way back to New York together. His best season was back in 2017. He was an undrafted free agent out of Temple. It's the next year, Darnold's rookie year. His production drops to just 50 catches. Uh, his 2019 numbers were t nearly identical. Then Anderson goes to Carolina 
Teddy Bridgewater is originally under center. Enter Darnold, and the numbers look basically like they did when Darnold was throwing to him before. So Anderson's ride or die, because when you pull Anderson's <laughs> numbers, they look better when it ain't Sam Darnold throwing him the and football. So maybe it'll too. look better when Baker Mayfield's throwing you the football, Robbie. You might want to be careful what you wish for, you know? Exactly. So you, 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 can't, you can't spout off because it's going to get you at some point. It will get you at some point. Uh, it's probably a conversation he's going to have to have with Baker at some point. Smooth it over. You know, I was just defending my guy, Sam. That's it, Baker. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. The New York Jets. With the fourth pick, the New York Jets select... Sauce Gardner. They did so well, like, I didn't know how to react because I'm used to writing positive things about the Jets. They're getting such universal praise around the league for their draft. With the 10th pick, the New York Jets select Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, I thought, was one of the top receivers in this class. Maybe the top one. For Zach, really, it's just to continue to progress. He doesn't need to be Tom Brady this year. Now, if he ends up being that, that's awesome. But that's not the expectation for him. The expectation is for him to continue to climb that mountain. I can't wait to see him week one and see what he can do because he's in a different place than he was last year. We are in the midst of NFL Two Days here on ESPN Radio. This is Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson, Mike Wells, we broke it down for you earlier about the New York Giants and last segment about the New York Jets. If you missed any of that, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. We're going to bring in some help, though, to further break down the New York Jets. Rich Samini, ESPN's New York Jets reporter, is joining us. And Rich, I want to get to the current Jets in just a minute. But the news of the day, obviously, is that Baker Mayfield is now a Carolina Panther. That affects somebody that used to cover up there a lot in Sam Darnold. What do you make of the situation where Carolina brings in some more competition for Sam Darnold? Yeah, I mean, this is an unfortunate development for Sam Darnold. I don't think we were stunned by it. You know, the rumors have been out there for, you know, several months. So I suspect that unless Sam just plays completely lights out, you know, he's going to lose his job eventually. I mean, it's, you have a coach there and Matt Rule who is very much has to win this year. He's on the hot seat. I think he's on the top hot, hottest hot seat, according to a lot of the odds makers. So he's got to deliver victories, and he's not going to hesitate to bench Sam Darnold to go to Baker if he thinks that'll give him the best chance to win. So it's, it's tough. You know, you, you were playing some of the – you are talking about Robbie and Sam, and they had a good relationship, and I was convinced that Sam Darnold was going to be the guy for the Jets. I, I just saw so much promise, but his career really has spiraled over the last few years. And, hey Rich, who would have thought back in March of 2018 when you and I were talking on that Saturday morning about the Colts and Jets uh, swapping three and six so that the Jets could get Sam Darnold that, uh, you know, four and a half years later, Sam Darnold may be playing his way out of the NFL. It's crazy how the league works sometimes, huh? Yeah, St. Patrick's Day trade, the big one, you know, the Jets were, um, you know, they were trying to move up to ensure that they got a quarterback. They sent three second-round picks to the Colts. It was a really, it was a lot to give up based on the uh, trade value chart. I thought it was a good move at the time. Now, it was, it was the weird thing about it, and you remember this, Mike, it was, it was a blind trade. The Jets didn't know who they were trading up for, which quarterback. They would have, you know, in retrospect, we find out, Darnold was their first-rated quarterback. Baker Mayfield was their second-rated quarterback. They would have been. They expected to get Baker Mayfield with the third pick. They never thought Cleveland would take Baker, so they take Baker, and the Jets are thrilled to get Sam Darnold. 
And as it turns out, Josh Be- Allen is better than all of them. And that was probably the fourth guy on the Jets list. They actually had Josh Rosen ranked ahead of Josh Allen on their draft board. So the Jets weren't even close to getting that one right. It's pretty remarkable. And now one and three are sitting uh, four years later on the Carolina Panthers roster. Rich Samini, ESPN New York Jets reporter, joining us. So, let, Rich, let's transition and talk about the current version of the New York Jets. And I said something when Mike and I were discussing the Jets last segment. We were talking about the biggest strength of this team. And I said that this is a really talented team. I was almost uncomfortable saying it because I'm not used to talking <laughs> about the Jets as talented. But is it crazy to say? I feel like they've just reloaded on both sides of the ball and that they on paper are very talented at this point on paper you know they have a lot of young players I think they've had seven first round draft picks over the last three years which is tied for the league lead and so yeah they have a lot of young ascending players the last two drafts I think have been really good last year you know they get uh, Elijah Moore Michael Carter Elijah Vera Tucker and of course the big one is Zach Wilson Still has a lot of questions to answer. And then this year they come back with Garrett Wilson and, and Soaz Gardner and Jermaine Johnson. And I think Brees Hall is going to be a really good football player in this league. So two good drafts. There's a lot of promise for the Jets. I still think there's a lot of – there's going to be some growing pains. It's an extremely young offense led by a very young quarterback. So it's, it, they're, they're not there yet, but I think the arrow is pointing up for the Jets. I'm telling you, Rich, I'm sitting here drinking a, a gigantic glass of green Kool-Aid right now. I'm starting to sip a little Kool-Aid. This is after <laughs> years and years of you and I talking about how abysmal the uh, the Jets have been for you. I, I feel like there's optimism. I think, you know, what are the Jets saying about where they've seen the biggest growth out of Zach Wilson from the end of the regular end of last season to what he went through in the OTAs and minicamp and everything? Well, quite literally, he has grown. And, you know, he <laughs> added weight in the offseason. Uh, I think he said he's going to be about 220 this year. He was playing about 210 last year, so he bulked up. You can see it, you know, even talking to him, you can see his face is a little thicker. His his legs are thicker. Uh, he just wanted to add more, you know, shock absorber, if you will, to uh, withstand the punishment of a full NFL season. So that's the first thing you notice about him, and I think the Jets are, are pretty happy with the way that turned out this offseason. I think the second thing you notice, you know, obviously a better command of the offense, which is certainly what you would expect in year two. Last year, he was just, uh, you know, he was a, a rookie who was completely overwhelmed at times by the NFL and the offense. And, and finally, you know, the last few games, he started, he settled down. You know, he played the turnover-free ball over the last few games, which was impressive. And so you started to see some of the potential there. Um, those weapons, the guys like Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and Elijah Moore, that's going to really help him. All these young guys around him, they're going to be able to grow up together, and that's what the Jets are banking on. So I think you're going to see a, you know, a more mature Zach Wilson physically and mentally. Rich Samini, ESPN, New York Jets reporter, joining us. Uh, Rich, we're up against the clock, but quickly here on the way out, I know Quinnen Williams recently said that the Jets' D-line has potential to be scary. I think he'd have to return to his 2020 form to help that situation out. What do you make of the Jets defensively this season? Well, it's going to be better. I can guarantee that because it can't be worse. They were 32nd (laughs) in the league in pretty much every major category last year. Um, Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbricht 
you know, I think they're two good defensive coaches. They were so young and inexperienced last year. It was almost like uh, it was almost like preschool, you know. So now they've moved up a grade or two, and they have better talent. And I don't know. I don't think I'd use scary. I think that's a, a bit of a hyperbole. But their defensive line, they go about eight deep on the defensive line, and they don't have a star, like a one true star, but they go about eight deep. So they'll come at you in waves. And then getting guys like Sauce Gardner, I think, will ultimately help their secondary, which was, which was bad last year, to be quite honest. So things are looking up on defense. It's going to be a process, though. They still have a, they're still green in a lot of areas. It seems like things are, are looking up in a lot of aspects with the Jets. Maybe not there yet, uh, but it seems like they're on their way. Rich Samini, ESPN New York Jets reporter. Rich, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. Coming up next, how much better can Baker Mayfield actually make the Carolina Panthers? Is he even going to be starting under center? Is that going to be Sam Darnold? What does this mean for Matt Corral, who just got drafted in the third round of this past draft? There are so many angles to this Baker Mayfield trade. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells hanging out with you. You can always check out the podcast if you miss any of the show. But coming up next, we roll into Hour 4. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.